the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kabalik. It is Tuesday the 3rd. You're tuned in to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. Family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their new historic location at downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at SuttonAndJanelle.com. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Marsha, good morning. Good morning. Can't complain about this weather today. Uh-uh, but man, I can already smell and taste the salt air that I'm going to be experiencing here in just a few days, even though it's for the weekend. Uh, but I did make the critical mistake this morning, Marsha, because I was thinking about it. My buddy was telling we were starting kind of planning some things, uh, and I weather. looked at the weather. Yeah, I checked, checked the weather. Checked the weather. Made the critical mistake of checking the weather, and it's about a 50 to 60% chance of rain the whole time I'll be down there uh, around Myrtle Beach. So... I guess that's kind of what I get. Yeah, but 50% means that there's a 50% chance that it won't rain. That's right. And I found out that 50, I found out that if you look at the weather and you see the percentage for rain, uh, and now I got to hope that I remember this correctly, it doesn't mean that there's a 50% chance of rain. It means that 50% of your area will experience rain, will experience rain. So like we could have it here, but then like Charlestown won't get it. I've never heard that, but I... I like that, and that that gives us hope for your vacation. There you go. I gotta you gotta find a silver lining uh, somewhere, okay. right? Fair Anyways, enough. yeah, we do have our first guest joining us in studio. It's uh, Sheriff Nathan Harmon. Sheriff, thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, always a pleasure, Marshal Jordan. Thank you for having me. And uh, I want to ask you because me and Marshall talked about it, and you said uh, let's talked about it a little bit off air. Uh, this weather has kind of been messing up your garden too, hasn't it? Oh my, yeah, like we, we talked about. Yeah, you know, I try to. <laughs> I'm not. You know, I don't have nowhere near the green thumb some of my other constituents have so i obviously i reach out to them get advice from them and yeah you can plan after easter and you know it's you know three inches of snow later and i don't know i think out of a a a a decent sized garden it's it's a residential garden so it's probably 30 feet wide probably Mm -hmm. 50 feet long um i have eight sprouts of corn and so it's it looks like a replanting. You yeah. know what? You They'll know? be the best eight sprouts ever. <laughs> there are people listening who will have a bumper crop of something, probably squash. They they just need to know midsummer. Send it your way. Or they could have planted their sp- their spring pumpkins, right, Marshall? Yeah, for for uh, what summer ween. That's what summer the kid told me. Yeah. It doesn't 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 hurt to have Orr's Farm Market. Right? Yeah, right there, there you the go. Right, me, so. at there least we got the fallbacks. I've got right. town and country near me. See? And of course, oars and yeah, we we're really blessed. But it's fun to see that stuff come up and you know get a sun drenched tomato out of your mm-hmm. very own garden. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. But uh, sheriff, how have things been going around the uh, county? Everything kind of staying normal, staying quiet. I, you know, quiet. Yes, in a very Uh-oh. very good way. They knock on wood. Uh, yeah. 
So there's, there's, uh, he, hit, he hit his forehead just now. <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, it's it, honestly, I like to attribute it to, you know, our community, our citizens, just becoming more educated, more resilient. And when I'm, I'm saying when, when our ACE team and other folks get reports, they're more detailed. Um, so I, I, you know, I'd say together, you know, we've definitely taken a step in the right direction and it's quieted things down a little bit. So. You're staying vigilant, though. Obviously, um, you know one of the concerns about the the border and and the fact that more folks are crossing the border uh, is that drugs are coming across as well. They'll eventually make their way up to the East Coast. Yeah, I, I went to a fentanyl symposium in Morgantown not too long ago. Um, the some of the information was very alarming. Some of it was expecting. Um, I would say the most alarming thing was to learn how um, how much fentanyl was coming into the United States, literally from one cartel, the Saldinas cartel, uh, which is El Chapo's son. He's literally funneling eighty three percent of the fentanyl in the United States. Hmm. Uh, so it's it's that is alarming by itself. And then when you couple that with the uh, you know I don't care what what side of the party line that you fall under. When you couple that with drug cartels who aren't stupid, mm-hmm. I mean they're probably professional corporate mm-hmm. uh, marketing folks, you know, and and I think that would we, it, we don't need to downplay that. Uh, so you they know, know what they're doing exactly, and 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 so don't think for a minute that that you know if if the Biden administration goes away with this Title Forty Two and stuff, and already those that I mean. You're at a breaking point at the border anyway when there's record numbers of over 242,000 folks. Just And that's not even the folks that, that you know, the, the, the other runners that they don't catch, mm-hmm. but uh, over 242,000 illegal border crossings. So uh, when the former director of, uh, of CBP sits there and says that they've been at a breaking point and, you know, the end of Title 42, which was a CDC measure to lessen the spread of, of COVID, uh, us collectively nationally and statewide as far as the sheriff's association signed uh, a letter specifically um, in support of maintaining title 42, because that is a layer to help uh, minimize those, those crossings. I mean, when you stop the border wall construction, different things like that, okay, it is what it is. But when you start literally peeling away the onion uh, that we've had as in terms of protections, then you're saying it's okay for drugs to come into the United States is mm-hmm. what you're doing uh, without any investment into biotechnical uh, 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 equipment or any investment into your law enforcement brothers and sisters uh, to, to help combat this mm-hmm. problem that's killing. I think there was a, a report that came out that we're reaching record highs of, of young adults who are, I'm, well, I think we handed on it last time, mm-hmm. was the cadets down at uh, uh, West Point. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's happening everywhere. Mm-hmm. So the, the numbers don't lie. Uh, when we're having record numbers like that, blame it on COVID, whatever you want. However, the drugs are still physically right. here. Right. So how do you, what are you doing? So, yeah, that was my long version. Of <laughs> so, our, but it know, does directly affect us up here. I mean, it absolutely, does. It does. especially with our location here in Berkeley County. I mean, being at really the crossroad, one of the crossroads of the country. We're a huge trucking, you know, yeah. avenue. So, what else can be trucked? Right. You know, it, and I, if it's coming in at the rate and you know size that it is, I mean, it's going to come through here. I mean, it's without a doubt. Exactly. Are we ready? Or are you know, are your sheriff's deputies? 
prepared and trained for this kind of influx? Well, I, I, I got to say just, you know, along with the drugs comes the crimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why I'm such a big advocate on drug interdiction. You have your naysayers out there that says, oh, you're fighting this endless bat- drug war and, and whatnot. I don't see it that way. On this side of the fence, I see the results of, of that proactive effort, and you have to be ahead of it. You have to read your articles, do your research, and, and, and find out the drug trends that are coming in and be prepared for these things. So that's training and investing in your deputies. That's giving them the equipment to make sure um, you know they have what they need. They need to do their job well. Uh, one of my deputies just uh, you know he just uh, had has had four separate human smuggling investigations. Uh, recently, they pulled over seventeen thousand dollars off of that was hidden inside this van for someone completing a drop off of of four illegal. Uh, um, uh, immigrants in our county in our county well the drop-off was in another state but Mm -hmm. we intercepted them on 81 and again i'm we're not sniffing the surface of that Mm -hmm. that was one deputy four investigations not counting my other deputies that have intercepted things these folks are being promised uh the american dream and when they get to their point of destination who knows passports ids are being held uh, for slavery uh, whether that's uh, in the sex trade or whether it's in the uh, work trade, regardless, uh, you know, very rarely will you find that honest individual that's willing to drive from California to New Jersey and say, you know, here's your American dream. Mm-hmm. Here, give me my $2,000. Great. Which is for the family's complete investment. They literally have nothing when they get to their point of destination. Again, we're speaking with Berkeley County Sheriff Nathan Harbin. Now transitioning, got some other stuff happening uh, with the sheriff's office. Like you got a uh, website that's uh, starting to be unveiled, right? Oh, man, Jordan, that's awesome because uh, we've been waiting to unveil this for such a long time. I know our PR specialist and my executive assistant, Brandy Sullivan, much credit to her and the Berkeley County IT department for working uh, collectively to make this happen. For the first time ever, you're going to see uh, – we, we essentially, Tom and I, the way I look at it, has really just kind of rebranded the sheriff's office with equipping new uniforms, uh, making things more efficient, but also being transparent. This website's going to be literally a one-stop shop for our citizens. If you want to report a crime anonymously, hit that button. If you want to see what of community events are coming up, hit that button. If you want to see what, and within a 24, I'd say it's updated every 24 hours, but as close to real time as possible in terms of, of a call log. You see 911 call logs in the paper. You see Martinsburg uh, call logs in the paper. I wanted more than that. You know, I, I don't, you know, as much as I love talking to folks, um, I, I kept getting calls from, hey, what's the statistics now versus then? And, you know, where are we at with, uh, you know, um, uh, destruction of properties or sexual assaults or burglaries or larcenies? You know, literally the citizen has that now at their fingertips. They can literally bring up a map, an interactive map, and they could see in their area what's been going on. Oh, I just saw the cops cross the street in my development. What was that? Mm. It's a very – now, granted, it's not going to give you the exact address. It'll give you probably within 100 yards or whatever because we don't do that. Right. But, you know, there's some things that's confidential. Mm-hmm. We don't want harassment or anything to come out of it. But it'll it'll be a, a welfare check. Right. Was why the cops were – And real, real time, like, like a scanner page would show you this is what the call – was when it went out, maybe not necessarily follow up on that, but this is, we were just dispatched to this well, sl- scene. Sl- slightly the opposite, Marcia, is, is, is your scanner, you got to be careful because that's, that's, that's 
surface level yeah, information. This is what okay. comes out. So mm-hmm. once you iron through the wrinkles and details and stuff, what exactly was it? Well, that welfare check could have been an overdose, mm-hmm. right? And and then so it's it's updated every twenty four hours right now. Now we're going to change that and tweak that, and where we'll, we'll probably shrink that down to an eight hour minimum. The the IT has been phenomenal at being able to do this stuff, and 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 that's that's the blessing. Be able to have these things at your fingertips. Even one better. You can do a heat map on it. You can oh. you can actually see and saturation areas yeah. within the county uh, on your at your own leisure. You know, drink a cup of coffee in the morning, whatever. Uh, what's going on today? Yeah. Oh, Jordan's totally going to be all oh, over that. Awesome. It, it is so interactive. I haven't even figured out all the buttons <laughs> yet. So it's it's just I'm super excited about it. Literally, we're a, a week, if not two weeks, yeah. away from launching. That's awesome. I'm hoping by May 21st, which is the community event, mm-hmm. we can make this official announcement, full force. We're moving ahead. Uh, the citizens now have every bit of information at their fingertips. Well, it's big to have that too, because like you said, Marcia, there's all there are all those pages out, you know, on Facebook and different mm-hmm. parts of the internet where you can get that information where it is, you know, people putting out what they're hearing. But that is kind of, like you said, Sheriff, uh, surface level stuff, almost word of mouth hearsay type of stuff. So it's important to have that actual information there so people, you know, can make the right or have the right mental decision. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you see these social media scanner groups and uh, you know honestly to their defense is well-intended good-spirited they spit it out as they the hear comment it. sections are fun and it's at. yes yeah it's hilarious. <laughs> bring your popcorn <laughs> you know because I, even people me. always conjecture like oh i'm sure he was texting when he was driving <laughs> it's always right. that <laughs> well it's that and this you know i find it i even i get corrected when i use the word your instead of your like you <laughs> ou apostrophe re Hey, the grammar I, people are always going to be oh out there. Oh, my gosh. I find it, it, it is hilarious. So. <laughs> if that's the worst thing you do in a day, yeah, it's okay. you're okay. Exactly. <laughs> and then, uh, well, you brought it up, Sheriff, about your community day coming up. Talk about that a little bit. Oh, it's uh, for the first time ever, May 21st. It capstones a week of national law enforcement appreciation. Um, but I'm we're flipping it. You know, we're, we're taking our law enforcement and showing our community and as well as other first responders and the resources that support our community and showing them how much we appreciate them by giving them this event, no charge whatsoever, from 9 o'clock in the morning to 3 in the afternoon. Bring your kids. Let's walk them through some practical exercises. If you want to see what uh, um, you know, uh, preventive measures of uh, young adult life uh, as far as a parent and a mock-up of their bedroom so you can identify red flags as a parent before someone gets involved in substance abuse. Hmm. We have that for you. It's called a trailer in plain sight. Uh, the Martinsburg Initiative, Noella Cornellas and, and her crew, they're getting that together for us. I just got off the phone yesterday with Boys and Girls Club. They're reaching out to Vicki Bullet. Um, we're going to give – they're going to have a chance to meet me. I'm going to give personal tours of the – department so they can see literally what an old Martin store got turned into <laughs> and they can see the resources. I mean, I'm, you know, bringing people in there that for training. Martin's? It was mm-hmm. really, yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Huh. And next door was a CVS. Yeah. And now oh. that's, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. Then the, uh, then the officers had to come to town <laughs> and clean the whole block I, up. I think they, yeah, they, they retrofitted it a little bit. It looks a little different than it did. But it, this, this does sound like an awesome, awesome event. I can tell how excited you are about it too. Uh, just talking about, it. and that's coming up Saturday, May 21st at 9 a.m., 3 p.m. in the parking lot of the Sheriff's Department at 510 South Raleigh Street down here in Martinsburg, rain or shine, which is a big thing too, right, Sheriff? Yes, Absolutely. absolutely. 
Well, cool. Well, uh, we have to get to our first break of the day. Sheriff Nathan Harmon, thank you for coming in and chatting with us. It's always good to talk to you. And uh, keep doing what you're doing and keep up the good work. Oh, thank you very much. Take care. Absolutely. Stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live, the voice of the Panhandle. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Paint Handle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. If you missed it, for the break, we have Berkeley County Sheriff Nathan Harmon on to talk about all the things happening in and around the county. It's always fun uh, getting to catch up with old Sheriff Harmon. I'm stoked about the the new website because that'll be a great tool for all of us to use. And it's it's right out there, real-time and um and use and user friendly apparently uh, allegedly <laughs> hopefully and something that you can you know take the data and say oh look there's a cluster of crime going on in x part of berkeley county yeah that is uh the heat map is pretty interesting you're going to be all over that that i that's going to be one of your favorites I yeah think. yeah i think that will be cool to check it out and be like what's the heat map looking like today <laughs> Jordan, and then you can talk about uh, you know, all the arrests that happened yeah, in a particular who knows. place. So. But, um, but like we were talking about with the sheriff, it is nice to have something like that that's coming from the sheriff's department yes. with that information. Because, you know, like we said uh, before the last break, those scanner pages and different things like that, they are putting out, you know, pertinent information. But, you know, sometimes you have to be a little weary of, you know, the source or what it is, or you got to dig a little deeper to find, the, you know, what's really going on. But this... You know, of course, with the exception of some information, because they had to withhold some stuff, it will be, you know, right from the horse's mouth. If right, you will. right. And with some some level of follow up, when when you're looking at a scanner page, sometimes a call will get missed or sometimes yeah. they'll the nature of the call when it first comes out is different than what it actually turns out to be. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's not always follow up with that. So um, other news in the panhandle, you were working very hard because Pastor Timothy Garino, who's on that mission trip over in Ukraine, has been sending us updates uh, almost daily now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So uh, he sent us uh, pretty, well, not pretty, very interesting emails uh, that I seem to wake up to most mornings, which are always nice. First person I seem to talk to is Pastor Tim uh, every day. Not a bad thing. No, absolutely not. But uh, with a lot of detail and some of the descriptions of what's going on, but most importantly, uh, pictures of what he's seeing over there. So we're uh, compiling all those, putting them into albums and whatnot, and they're uh, over on our WPM and WCST Facebook page. Let's go check those out. So you can, uh, of course, we've been talking about it and you've been hearing from Pastor Tim himself about what he's seeing over there, but uh, it always makes it you know, way more real when you actually see uh, what they're going through. So go over to our Facebook page and check those out. Uh, and then, of course, go to PanhandleNewsNetwork.com to see you know, a little bit more in-depth reporting on what mm-hmm. he's doing over there. Uh, Berkeley County's Teacher of the Year was announced at last night's uh, Berkeley County Board of Education meeting. Al Gage, our uh, reporter, brought that to us. Uh, the Berkeley County Teacher of the Year is Michelle Adams, science teacher from Spring Mills Middle School. She nice. has 30... 30- 31 years of teaching experience. Wow. One of them, Rio de Janeiro. The wow. Other, the other 30 in Berkeley County. Look at that. Yeah. How, How cool. cool is that? Very <laughs> cool. Congratulations to her. Uh, it's always, always fun watching the um, 
teacher of the year things. I know in Maryland, well, at least Washington County specifically, because that's the only really reference point that I have, uh, they do a pretty big production for mm-hmm. it. And I remember uh, during the pandemic, they had them all in different rooms. They had cameras going around all different parts of this building and stuff. It was pretty wow. neat. But of course, like an it award is. Show, like an actual. Yeah, absolutely. Like but, the um, WVBAs almost. That, there yeah. you go. Absolutely. <laughs> but it is nice uh, for teachers to be recognized, especially when they put that much time in. So uh, right. the, Michelle's definitely touched a lot of uh, hearts and minds, that is yeah. for sure, in her 31 years. And early voting continues through May 7th. That's um, kind of our recap. There you go. Have you voted yet? No, I'll probably vote on Election Day. That's, <laughs> it's I, more I fun like, to vote on Election Day. I see day, my neighbors. Know? I go yeah. to, the pre- to the precinct and, yeah. Stand in line. You get uh, waved down by a couple, uh, you know, um, what's the word? Poll workers? Poll workers, mm-hmm. yeah, that are wanting to talk to you. You got people with the different, you know, candidates and whatnot standing around just saying like, hey, what's up, you know? Hey, yeah, something. but they're not electioneering. Right, they're not electioneering. They are conversating. They're <laughs> okay, just being. They're just asking. Yeah, fine line. There's a very fine anyway, line. Anyway, moving on, we yeah. will have a couple of candidates after the break because we're going to have Representative David McKinley on, and then uh, at our la- in our last segment, John Hardy, who's running in the 97th district. Absolutely, and that's coming up here in just a few minutes on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm, so that's Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Nicewarner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. And Marsha... You know as well as anybody that we are firmly into political season, aren't we? That's right. So May 10th is the primary election, and uh, the the gentleman on the line uh, is is in a heated race for the new newly constituted 2nd Congressional District. As our listeners know, uh, the, the census figures showed that West Virginia had a population loss, so that meant instead of three congressional districts, uh, we now have two, and that now pits in the Republican primary, uh, Representative David McKinley, who has been in the first district, with incumbent Alex Mooney, who is currently in the second district. So I will say, uh, I have reached out to Alex Mooney's campaign uh, several times to ask if he would like to appear, and he has not. He does have a town hall scheduled via phone tonight. Uh, Folks want to avail themselves of that. But joining us via phone is Representative David McKinley, welcome in, Congressman. Uh, thank you for having me, Marcia. Uh, it's good to hear from you. I know we had a, I think we had a good conversation last week uh, over at Shepherd uh, when when you were the moderator for the uh, Stubblefield Institute. I, I, quite frankly, I thought that was a very lively conversation. I was uh, sorry that um, my opponent didn't appear, but I but I still think we had a, a good conversation, didn't you? Absolutely. The the uh, audience members came with some great questions. I'm sure they would have liked to have done some follow up. I actually invited them to write some cards because we were we had enough time that we could have. But I think maybe they got their questions answered. But we we were all over the place. Fossil fuels, the war in Ukraine, infrastructure, build back better. All of that uh, got covered. So you can listen to that again at the Stubblefield Institute. They have that on YouTube. And, um, you know, uh, I thought it was a, a very great uh, town hall meeting, and I know you weren't feeling your best, but I think you performed very well. Yeah, I, I, yes, 
I, I was coming down from a, a stomach virus, but but thank you. I, I, I thought it was a good conversation, and, and uh, we had some follow-up, uh, some comments that uh, the run the Internet people wanted to know a little bit more about it. So I, I thought we had a – it was a very good conversation. The only, One of the things, Marcia, that I – that we failed to mention about was when we talked about Ukraine, uh, quite frankly, was conversation uh, we've had with with students uh, from Ukraine and, and separately from Russia. We met with them over at WVU to, to tell us more personally uh, with all the, the war going on over there, affecting their families, uh, what, how are they affected with it? So it was, it was, uh, uh, we had a good conversation then with them. We understand some of the ramifications. They can't. They, they're having difficulty talking to their family. They're having difficulty getting their visas uh, updated so that they can stay in school. Uh, they're on and on and on. But it was a, these are the kinds of things that we like to do. Is we're more policy driven. We try to get down in the weeds and find out how does some of the things that are happening. How does it impact people's lives, and how do we fix it? So our guest this morning, Representative David McKinley, who's locked in a primary battle with Alex Mooney for the uh, newly constituted 2nd Congressional District. Uh, One of the uh, criticisms of the Mooney campaign towards you is that uh, perhaps you're more moderate, uh, you know, that you've been called a rhino in some of those attack ads. And then, of course, this week, U.S. Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia, himself a Democrat, came out and endorsed you. So uh, what does that all mean? Well... I think it's a it's a reflection that I think the senator was uh, um, was patient as I've been, uh, but finally it reached a point that we we both got we got tired of the 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 untruth uh, and uh, and he called him out for it. Uh, Joe knows very well, and I do, that we did not vote for the Biden massive spending bill. We know that. Uh, and so does uh, uh, so does my opponent. Uh, so to, to put something like that out in their commercials, on and on and on, is is just I think unfair, and and it's it's a misuse of the trust uh, that you have with the public. So Joe Joe stepped up, and I I do I do appreciate that. Uh, so it's always better to have someone on the, a, a third party speak up in your behalf on, on something like this. But he called him out on it, that that what he was saying was just flat out not true. You know, typically during a primary, uh, folks tend to to be more um, to the extremes of their party and their messaging. And this is the Republican primary. Uh, you didn't think that was a risk that someone who is, um, you know, moderate, given a, a Democrat in Joe Manchin, uh, came out and and uh, was so public about his support for you. I didn't. I wasn't too concerned with that. What I was. Well, what I, I appreciated was someone that understands West Virginia as much as I do. Joe and I both are, are multi-generational West Virginians. Uh, uh, our votes both reflect what's good for West Virginia, not what's good politically, uh, but what's good for West Virginia. So Shelley, uh, I was with Shelley yesterday uh, all over Mon County uh, on, on the infrastructure bill and, and some of the, uh, the AML and water, uh, wastewater treatment facilities. And again, reinforce what's good for West Virginia. That's what that's what this vote was about. So for Joe, uh, Senator Manchin, to join me on that, uh, um, that that's what that's really what it came down to. We were I was voting for West Virginia, and I think Joe did the same thing. He stopped, as you know, that when Biden was trying to push his build back better, this social spending bill, uh, Joe killed it over in the Senate, uh, uh, and we and we voted against it in the House. So I, I think that's pretty clear. But someone. 
just persists in trying to perpetuate a, a, a false, a false narrative. Our, our uh, guest this morning, Representative David McKinley, uh, and this is kind of one of those temperature-taking questions because you, uh, there's no legislation related to this necessarily going on right now. But overnight, Politico reported that uh, there, basically, uh, they got hold of maybe some remarks from the U.S. Supreme Court uh, that indicated that that the court might be moving towards uh, repealing Roe v. Wade. Uh, so what? What's your opinion about that? Is that something that you've heard uh, with any kind of clarity, whether that's going to happen? Marcia, um, I, I think it's unprecedented, uh, virtually unprecedented, that someone would leak um, uh, a draft opinion that uh, clearly was only in a leak to intimidate uh, the judges to perhaps reconsider their their uh, their their vote. Uh, that's wrong. Uh, there there has been decades uh, uh, of decisions that have been made there that they don't release until one minute. But this someone within the Supreme Court leaked information with the intent to try to change. I am a pro life person. I have been a lifelong pro life. Uh, I support if they do overturn it. I support that decision. Uh, so, but I don't like that the fact that someone is trying to use some um, just destructive technique to try to influence at the last minute uh, by leaking a, something like this. This is this is a, what's reached into our, a poisonous atmosphere. I think in our politics today, people use any tactic, whether. For example, in, a, in my own election, someone using falsehoods, law, outright lies, uh, and someone, in this case, uh, trying to influence judges by leaking something prematurely. Yeah, we're speaking with Representative David McKinley. Unfortunately, we have to get uh, to our last break here, but I'm sure we'll talk to you again uh, here in the near future. But thank you for joining us here on Panhandle Live this morning. Thank you. Take Absolutely. care. And stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, part of the Panhandle story for 75 years. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm from West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik, and it is time for another installment of... Meet the candidates here on Panhandle Live. And joining us via phone, you know him from the 63rd Delegate District, but with all the newly cons- reconstituted single-district delegate districts... He's now running for the 97th. Welcome in, John Hardy. Hey, good morning. Thank you guys for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Thanks for being on with us. And uh, so we'll we'll get started. Basically, the format is we'll allow you to introduce yourself, and then um, you know we'll ask you a few questions. You can uh, and then follow up, and then of course you can let folks know how they can learn more about you. But um, you know you're currently, as I mentioned, in the 63rd. Talk about how long you've been there and um, why you want to run for re-election in what is now the 97th. So yes, this is Delegate John Hardy, and I've been um, in the legislature for the last four years. Uh, 
representing the 63rd district with uh, redistricting is now the 97th district, and my district has shifted a little bit to the east. I now represent about 3,500 people in Jefferson County, uh, and the rest of my district is still in Berkeley County. So very eager to uh, return to the uh, Capitol for legislative session and also through all my interim committees. I've been very busy down there for the last four years and um, still have a lot of projects that I'm working on. So I've been working really hard this campaign season. I do have a primary, and I will have a general election. And uh, I'm always working like I'm 10 to 15 points behind. And uh, so been doing everything that I need to do, getting my signs out and getting my mailers and my digital, my radio, and talking to everybody that I need to, need to talk to because I'm very excited and I'm very passionate uh, about representing the people of West Virginia in the, in the uh, West Virginia legislature. Now, you said that you've uh, you know spent some time down in the legislature and you've uh, been a part of many of projects. So what are some of the big ones that you've been a part of since you've been down there? Well, one of the things I'm most excited about is the new referendum that's going to be coming up in November that's going to give the legislature the opportunity to really go back and, and to open up our constitution and redo our taxes uh, to start working on the process of being able to get rid of the personal property taxes. I know everyone hates every year filling out those personal property tax papers and going to the up to the Dunn building to pay your uh, taxes to go get your tags. And you know that's hopefully if we pass this represent uh, this referendum, that's going to all going to be over with. So very excited to be able to be a part of that and some other tax reforms. The state's doing very good financially. I think it's time to start returning that tax money back to the taxpayers. Uh, also, I've been working very hard uh, to return money to the Eastern Panhandle. That's kind of what uh, I really work on when I'm in, in Charleston. I've uh, you know, worked for the excise uh, uh, tax reform bill, which is returning millions of dollars to the Eastern Panhandle. That was the Eastern Panhandle's money. That money you should just go to Charleston and went into the general revenue and went to be as a redistribution of wealth across the state, but now we're able to start keeping that money in the eastern panhandle and, and the growth counties are really the ones that are, are, are really the one the best with that. Also was able to get another magistrate here this year. Uh, we know that uh, our magistrate courts are our uh, most basic um, entry point into the court systems and where a lot of uh, things are determined and a lot of things, you know, that's the most basic part of our judicial system. Uh, our, our magistrate courts were completely overworked. We still need to work on maybe continuing to get maybe two more magistrates here uh, because of our population growth. Um, continue working on to get grant money back here. Uh, was very happy in the last um, special election that we had that we were able to appropriate $250 million of our ARPA funds. Uh, you know, uh, as I've said before, I'm not crazy about all the, the money that the federal government just gave away uh, as being a, a fiscal conservative, but if the government's going to give the state of West Virginia that money, I think it's our due diligence to spend that money uh, in the most fiscally responsible way that we can. Uh, so we uh, was able to get $250 million deposited into the, uh, our infrastructure, IJDC. It's called the Infrastructure and Jobs Development Council, which is greatly going to help with some infrastructure costs uh, here in the eastern pain handle. was able to pass a piece of legislation with uh, some other delegates and senators from across the state to kind of re- um, kind of redirect some of those funds so it makes it a little easier for the Eastern Panel to to be able to access those funds. So I uh, have a lot of things that I'm working on in, in, in Charleston, and I am hoping and praying that uh, the voters will send me back to Charleston to continue my work. So uh, Rep, uh, Delegate John Hardy is with us, currently from the 63rd, running in the 97th. Uh, one of the things that the Eastern Panhandle has been getting a little bit of attention about, especially in the previous uh, legislative session, is the fact that we're having trouble recruiting and retaining uh, public workers like corrections officers and teachers and that. Uh, do you have any ideas about that? 
I do have lots of ideas about that. Actually, I just had a conversation with a friend of mine that works at the Berkeley County Senior Center this morning about that, talking about uh, how we are getting so, uh, you know, we're doing a really good job of, of uh, protecting the West Virginia State taxpayers, um, and, and we're, you know, we're generating a lot of revenues. But and one area that I don't think that we're doing a really good job is protecting our state employees in the eastern panhandle because the cost of living is just so much, you know, more expensive here. Um, we have shortages in the DOH, so the Department of Highways has, uh, the state of West Virginia has seen fit to give the Department of Highways in Berkeley County 40 slots. We have 14 workers out of there, uh, out there, so that means, you know, we have all those unfilled slots. We also know that we have problems in DHHR, CPS workers, uh, corrections officers. Uh, we see it uh, all across teachers and our service personnel, bus drivers. So, it's really hard for um, the Eastern Panhandle. It's hard for the Eastern Panhandle to explain in Charleston that we are not competing with any other county in Charleston or in, in West Virginia. We are competing with some of the richest counties in the country. I mean, if you take Loudoun and Fairfax County and Montgomery County and, and, and Frederick County, those are some of the richest counties in the United States, um, and we're competing with them. Uh, for teachers and service personnel and for all of those other state employees. So, um, you know, it's really going to be important for us to try to generate the support or, and garner the support for locality pay uh, to be able to uh, – we, we, we can easily justify the cost of living, the median home price, the median income pro, uh, price in this area and, and, and see that, um, that our, our workers are not being paid what they should be paid. Here we're speaking with uh, Delegate John Hardy here on Meet the Candidates. And uh, um, unfortunately, we have about two and a half minutes until we uh, have to get uh, towards the top of the hour uh, here to end things off today. So I want to give you enough time to, uh, again, let people know who you are, kind of you know what you're running for, what you've been doing, and how to get in touch with you if they uh, need to. So, yeah, for everyone out there that doesn't know me, my name is John Hardy, and I've been a delegate for the past four years. I'm a lifelong resident of the Eastern Panhandle. I've been here my entire life. Uh, graduated from Jefferson High School. I went to Shepherd uh, Shepherd College. When I went there, I was in the West Virginia National Guard. I've been a small business owner here in the Panhandle now for 27 years. Uh, my family's been in business here for 77 years. Uh, I am a I'm a hometown boy. I've been involved in the community uh, my entire life. I've been involved with uh, with Boy Scouts and also with the. Uh, um, rotary and Habitat for Humanity and Day of Caring. And so I've always tried to give back to the community and very involved in my community. And I tell people all the time, if you put nothing into your community, expect nothing out of it. So uh, uh, please get out, get involved in your community, any type of civic organizations, volunteer at the senior center, volunteer at a school, and by all means get out and vote uh, uh, May 10th because it's everyone's, it's, it, that's our duty to make sure that we, we get out and, and get the vote out. So, and I tell people all the time, the United States is still the greatest country in the world and you can be anything you want to be as long as you're willing to work for it. So, uh, I appreciate your time and I appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity. Absolutely. Again, speaking with Delegate John Hardy, thank you for joining us on Meet the Candidates this morning. Thank you. Absolutely. Bye bye. Uh, you know, I always find it funny, Marsha, how people that went to Shepherd College, how they always start. They'll say, yeah, I went to Shepherd No, Shepherd College. They always mm-hmm. have, have to go back in. Well, I went to Concord College. College, true. So to me, it's always Concord College. But if you if you put it on your LinkedIn or whatever, I think the the preferred way to do it is to just update it as if it as was the at the university. university, which doesn't, I mean, to me, no, it was tiny when I went there. Say, so what's the 
What's the difference? The, it's the course offerings and, and the levels of, of, ed, of higher education you can get. Like how many different divisions, departments they have and, hmm. and the advanced degrees that they offer. Oh, like, I, didn't, know. I didn't know that. So, yeah. I so I went, to a, I went to a college, which is now a university. That's cool, though. Yeah. Do you tell people you went to a uh, university? Just, just Concord University, no, rather. just college. Because yeah. it was college when I was there. Did you have a just, big college shirt that said college on it? Um, yeah, I had a sweatshirt that said, and it didn't just say college. It's a Concord <laughs> college with the seal in the middle of it. I've watched too why many, you, I've watched too many eighties movies. Why are you so impish today? <laughs> You're impish every day. Uh, I know, I know, I know. But anyways, we missed any of that conversation, uh, with delegate John Hardy. You can listen back to it a little bit later on today. Also, uh, earlier today on Panhandle Live, we had representative David McKinley on. We had Berkeley County Sheriff Nathan Harmon on. Always good talking to those guys and catching up. So you can listen to, uh, all that, of course, a little bit later on on our Panhandle, uh, live Facebook and Spotify pages. And of course, over on our WPM and WCST Facebook page right now, you can check out all the pictures that Pastor Tim Garino has been sending us, uh, which really makes, you know, his, the conversation we've had with him and the things that he's been saying and seeing uh saying that he's been seeing makes it uh you know hit home seeing the pictures mm-hmm. so go over there and check those out as well yeah so he he has said over and over he appreciates all the prayers from folks and the f- support from his community that they're holding things down at the mission while he's gone he's planning to be back may 12th if you want to financially support that mission you can go to the union martinsburg union rescue mission.com uh, web web page and just absolutely. earmark it ukraine absolutely so. so hopefully we'll be hearing from him uh here in the next day or so. And by the way, uh, just to recap our conversation with Sheriff Nathan Harmon, uh, they're revamping their website. They're going to have uh, kind of a, a, a police blotter uh, straight from the source, mm-hmm. which is kind of neat. And then uh, they've also got an event coming up May 21st, their community day, right there in the parking lot at the Sheriff's Department uh, from 9 to 3. Nice. That's going to be pretty cool. Used to be the Martins, as you mentioned. I had no idea. I'll have to. Isn't that uh, funny? How like now you've come. It, the the rest of us can. So see how the long Martins. ago was that? It's been probably. I, I would guess the last six or eight years. I can't remember. I look it up on a map here. And see okay. what it looks like. Oh, what it what it looked like as as the Martins. Well, what it looks like now. I mean, I've gone past it, but I can't think of. Uh, does it look like it was a Martins? I, I think if you knew it as a Martins, you can superimpose. That you know, oh, oh, that's the structure of the grocery store. Mm. But I think the facade for for the uninformed, for people who don't know the history, it it looks like a sheriff's department. Hmm. So, and it's the great thing about it is it's got that huge parking lot, so they can put their excess vehicles out there, and some of them are really cool looking. They are pretty cool. So I, I uh, will go around there sometimes if I'm coming back from a bike ride or something like that, mm-hmm. and I uh, do always see. I'm trying to find it here. Why can't I? When find I it drive on? by and I see that there aren't a lot of cars in the parking lot, I know I need to watch myself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, they're all out there on patrol. Well, I always park around the uh, police station, city police station, and mm-hmm. it is always funny. Sometimes you'll see just a bunch of officers. You can tell if you can tell when like shift changes are happening, uh-huh. or if it's like a break time, or things are slow because there's just like a, so many uh, officers just out chit chatting, just kind of right? hanging out around the um, the parking lot. And then every once in a while, you'll see them scatter, and it's either for a call or it's uh, the chief walking from city, from his office in City <laughs> <the> Hall. Dog. <laughs> yeah. No, no I mean, dog. I haven't, I've never seen the dog in daylight, which is terrifying because really? I've heard that dog. I've heard all the dogs over there Bath running you're around. Talking about, you're talking about Bath, mm-hmm. the big black one. Yep. I've uh, heard all of them running around in that parking lot. But um, yeah. I'm still trying to find the. I know. Why you'll can't find I? it. You'll find it. There we got it. Oh, it definitely was a Martin. 
<laughs> well, because of all the parking spots, right? Yeah, it definitely looks like. Oh, you look at the roof. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yes, it's a hundred percent. That's so okay. Awesome. See now you can see it, right? Yeah. It's but the it's the archway things on the sides. That the would have said pharmacy. Store. <laughs> it would have said pharmacy, and then that is a deli. giant building for uh, the sheriff's office. No, it's, they they were able to retrofit it just the way they needed. So <laughs> that's true. Oh yeah, and we are uh, done for the day. As I've been sitting here <laughs> looking at a map the whole time. Thank you for letting me know, Marsha. But that's been uh, that's been it for Panhandle Live today. Have a good one. We will talk to you tomorrow. We're proud to live here too.